shoot your shot. Hey, come on now, shoot your shot. Hey, come on, two, shoot your shot. Hey, come on now, shoot your shot. Shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, shoot your shot. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot podcast. My name is Spendio Barahini joined alongside my co-host Bradshaw Furlong and we have a guest. This is the Mavericks aficionado. He does a lot of NBA draft stuff as well if you see him on Twitter. This man is Richard Stamen. He is known as Mavs Draft on Twitter. Shout out to him. Uh, it is Mavs Draft, right? Yep. Yeah, right. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> um, we're joined to talk about the Dallas Mavericks and potentially break down everything to expect from them in the bubble. But first off, I, I hope you're good. I hope uh, everything's safe out there for you in Texas. We were just talking about it. But <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's an experience living down here. It's yeah. definitely an experience during a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't mean to rub it in, but we do have a li- we have it a little bit better out here in Canada. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, but I do hope everyone around you and all your family is, is safe, especially because it is it is a crazy, crazy time. Um, but it is also a crazy time in basketball because we are about to start the season literally tomorrow. And if you're listening to this, uh, you're, pr- you're probably going to think today. So actually today we'll be, we'll be listening to basketball stuff, which is going to be fun. Um, the scrimmages are starting. Uh, and one of the teams that I think is one of the top five teams I'm excited to watch is the Mavericks. Just because, you know, the, the main attraction of Luka Doncic and how fun it is to watch him play basketball but not only that, but just because they've been one of the, if not actually, no, they are. They are the best offensive team in the NBA. And, um, you know, you, you got to put respect where it is. I'll, I'll, I'll do a more general question here. What are your expectations going into these playoffs? Like, what, what do you expect from a team that kind of overachieved this season? You didn't necessarily, or maybe, I don't know. You, you go ahead and, and tell me if you think yeah. this was kind of an overachievement or an underachievement. So I expected them to flirt with the playoffs. I don't think I, I don't think even some of the most optimistic Mavs fans saw Luca doing exactly what he was doing, being an MVP candidate in year two. Um, so I mean, they've already exceeded all expectations. Like I was happy with just a playoff berth, even getting swept. This is all before the season, of course. Um, so my expectations, though, as the season was coming to a close, was get a first round win, and that's a massive, massive success. Like if you win two, three playoff games, that's great. Just don't get swept. That was my hope. Because at that point, we were kind of, you know, getting towards the path of the Mavs are going to make the playoffs. It's just a matter of what damage they do, not if they'll do any, you know, damage or anything like that. So the difference is now, though, obviously, that was four months ago, four and a half months ago, almost. And a lot has changed. We don't really know what's changed, but stuff has changed. And I think this whole bubble season is going to be, which sounds just weird to say, (laughs) It's going to be a complete crapshoot. And, like, it could be anything from the Mavs win the title. Will it mean much? Probably not as much. I'd be happy. <laughs> hey, I'll take take the championships where they come, yeah, bro. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it wouldn't mean as much. But, like, who knows? You know, the Mavs aren't exactly I, – I don't know if they're too deep. And, you know, without Dwight Powell, I think that's a really key loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if, you know, he came back at Wesley Matthews, right, which has already been six months. Uh, I don't think he'd be good enough to be playing. So that's a real area they hurt at. I don't really know why they signed Trey Burke to replace Willie Cauley-Stein. But overall, my expectations are just anything. Win a playoff game, honestly, series, I'm happy still. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, one of the the things that I'm interested in going forward with the Mavericks is, like, we we know what Luka can do. 
Um, towards the end of the season, we knew what Kristaps Porzingis can do and, and how he started to mesh with the team a little bit more, and it worked out well. Um, the, the thing that kind of, when I look at the roster and I, I look up and down and see what they have, it's like they don't, and me and Brad were talking about this off air just a second ago, they don't have like a distinct third best player. Like you could go Tim Hardaway Jr., you could go Seth Curry, you could, I mean, yeah. you could even sometimes have said Dwight Powell before he got hurt maybe a Maxi Kleber, like he, he's been impressive this season. You don't really literally, know. Literally anybody on the roster. You Honestly, anybody yeah. on the roster. <laughs> Jalen Brunson, you could go ahead and say at some point. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know who that third player is. And I feel like in the playoffs, even in these eight seeding games, you're going to need to establish who that third guy is for you guys. Um, yeah. who, who do you think is, is one guy, at least on that roster, that you, that you think can, can be that guy? Yeah, so I, I want to say Tim Hardaway Jr. You know, they'd kind of ran him as the third option. If he didn't get off to a hot start, they'd kind of play it by committee. Uh, so sometimes it would be Seth Curry, and it was, you know, huge nights when Seth Curry stepped up. Uh, usually those were actually the best games. So maybe Seth Curry should be it. Uh, the problem is, do you really want your sixth man being your be- third best player? Yeah, right. Debatable. Um, but I think it, it all depends on Hardaway's consistency. It's always been an issue of him for his whole career. Um, so I think if he, and who knows how inconsistent anybody is going to be, that's where you have to have this depth of shooters mostly to be able to step up. And that's why Seth Curry worked throughout the year. Uh, who knows, maybe even Dorian Finney Smith, he's been an improved shooter, but uh, I'd say if it's not Tim Hardaway Jr., it has to be probably Maxi Kleba or Seth Curry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting uh, concept. I, I saw a video the other day of uh, not the other day, but a couple of weeks ago of how underrated it is when Luka Doncic and Tim Hardaway Jr. actually do the pick and roll together. Like it's actually, it's, it's worked out really, really well for them when they have the two guards screening for each other. So I, I could see yep. Tim Hardaway being that guy for them. I just wonder what has always been the question with Tim Hardaway is consistency and, and how, how consistent he can really be. I mean, with, with the whole seeding games, man, we just, I have no idea what to expect in the first place. Like we just got to look at the court the other day and the court looks like it's good. It looks like it's a serious court. It looks official. I just don't know how it's going to be without fans and, and everything like that. It's, it's going to be an interesting uh, – it's going to be an interesting playoff series, to say the least. Uh, Bradshaw and I were talking about this a second ago as well with uh, Porzingis and where we feel comfortable with him playing on the court, where mm-hmm. it's uh, – you know, whether it's the five or the four um, – and, you know, minutes here and there, Rick Carlisle does like to go with him at the four. But then we saw towards the tail end of the season that they did start to use him a little bit more in the five at the center position. Yep. What, what, is, uh, what, what is your take on that? What, where do you think he fits best with this team? Yeah, so I think when you saw Luca go down in December and January, um, that's when Porzingis really established himself as the five of the team. And I think that was when they hit their stride. Like you know, it wasn't as sexy as it was in November and December, but they were both having good games finally, which wasn't happening when they were cruising mm-hmm. early in the season. Uh, so I think I like Porzingis at the five, you know, it's been a little bit of a debate uh, amongst Mavs fans for, I mean, some weird stuff has been debates this year, whether or not Dwight Powell was good, uh, which I think almost anyone outside of Dallas recognizes. Like, yeah. You know, I, by the way, let's get into that because I remember me and you got into a conversation about that too. Like, I believe Dwight Powell is a really good player. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to the Canadian, by the way. But <laughs> th- there's there's so many people who are like, eh, we don't know. You don't see his value. So wh- what do you think his value is on the court? And by the way, how much are they going to miss him, right? Yeah, they are. I mean, they missed him for almost two months. And 
I think the areas where they miss him the most are the pick and rolls. I mean, everybody crashes. I mean, that's what they call, you know, the gravity. Everybody crashes at him when he rolls because he rolls so hard. Uh, unfortunately, the divide amongst Mavs fans was, you know, he got scrutinized so hard because I think he had the best offensive rating on the team. And it was absurd. It was like in the 130s at one point. Yeah. And that was like a couple months in. And uh, it just – people are like, oh, the advanced stats, whatever. And uh, But for me, it's like just the way he breaks down the defense. Like it, it opens up the defense so much. I think the offensive rating overall was worse after the injury too. And that kind of shows it. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm a big fan of Dwight's game, man. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Dwight's game. I don't, I don't see why some people are so like adamant <laughs> on saying he's not a good basketball player. I don't get it. I don't get where the, I don't either. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's strange to me. It's strange to me. I don't know. But yeah, it's like, we were talking about a lot of like how a lot of this, uh, there's so much uncertainty, like whether just with the Mavs or around the whole NBA. And I mean, like, kind of locked in who the Mavs are going to play in the first round. Like, they could move up if they have a really good return. But I mean, I mean, there's still there's still a little bit of uncertainty as to who they could play if they move up a little bit. Who would you say is like some of the more favorable matchups they could get? Like, who do you see as a team that, if say they could move up because if they play the Clippers, you're not beating the Clippers. Yeah. But say you get the, get to move up to like a three or even maybe a five. Like, who's a who's a team that you'd like to see the Mavericks play that you think is a little more favorable? Yes. So stay away from any of the top tier superstars. Uh, some people I've seen, I don't know what, again, <laughs> I don't mean to call out some Mavs fans because I don't know who I'm calling out in particular, but there are people because, you know, the Mavs played really well against the Lakers whole year. Mm-hmm. The first game when LeBron and him dropped, Luka dropped 30, 10 and 10, uh, the Mavs probably should have won that one. They were, they were dominating the whole way. They just got kind of screwed at the end and lost control. Right. Uh, so I've seen a lot of people say the Lakers stay far away from LeBron James, especially in the first round. That just seems oh, like the first choice you can make. And then same thing with the Clippers. I don't want to see Kawhi Leonard. Um, no. I would say Denver seems the most favorable. Honestly, probably Utah. Utah seems <laughs> like a team that they seem so exploitable right now. You know, uh, no Boyan. That's a huge yeah. loss. I mean, that's that's probably the team I'd want if not Denver. But even Denver, I'm not confident that the Mavs could beat in a seven-game series. I don't mind Denver. I mean – That could be fun. Away from the altitude, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, mean – yeah. <laughs> Also, both, we, both, we – Both of those teams, too, like Utah as well. You're away from the yeah, altitude yeah, with them yeah. as well. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, feel like, I feel like I don't mind. I could see the Mavericks upsetting the Nuggets. That's not like yeah. a crazy – suggestion right. it's it's nothing out of the ordinary i could see them going seven and potentially ho- like you know when you have a guy like luca and and we can get into his playoff experience a little bit he obviously has no playoff experience <laughs> and, and and that may be an issue um but but like with no fans with no pressure of a crowd on you this may serve a little bit better for a guy like luca although he's seen it yeah. in real madrid and when he was in europe he, he's used to those high intensity games I feel like this might help him a little bit with that lack of playoff experience. Yeah, and and if there was any team that needed the lack of the home court advantage, it was probably Dallas because they <laughs> missed. They had the most inopportune missed free throws I've ever seen in my life from this year alone. Like any time that any that they could not miss, they missed. Although, uh, so that, although, do you know that you guys are number one in attendance? I was looking at the stats and I was really surprised yeah. That's that. that's <laughs> fake. That's fake. <laughs> really? Cuban buys the tickets and he gives them out to groups that either don't come, they come for one quarter, a half, or leave early. Like it's oh really my god. Gotcha. Well, there you go. We're breaking news here on, on, 
on the Shoot You Shot pod. That is surprising to me because I, I looked at it. I'm like, man, I, every time I watch a Mavs game, I don't see that it's like jam packed. But number one, like that's that's pretty wild. I don't know. But but back to back to Luca and and what we can expect from him. I do think we can expect good seating games. I do think we yeah. can expect a, the same type, almost similar to what he was playing before the season stopped. Um, and I think playoff wise. I think it's it's wrong to expect that he's going to have like a dud because it's you know his first time in the playoffs. He might he might have some some growing pains, but I think against the Nuggets and and Lucas has shown to to play well against Denver. Oh yeah, might, might be a chance yeah. right there, right? Yeah, and I mean I'm looking off the home road splits. I'm pretty sure he was almost better at home or on the road. Excuse me. Yeah, the, he was better. On- really might play his favor and on top of that defenses aren't going to be super tight i don't think on or like sorry super sharp i should say i don't think they're going to be you know missing rotations as much as they normally would i fully expect just all out rust like i'm just preparing for it at the worst times uh and that could benefit luca like that could really benefit him if a team misses a rotation luca's going to exploit it you know yeah and and uh, with the Clippers and the Lakers, you know, and the Mavs don't necessarily like Dorian Finney-Smith is good, but he's not good enough to guard Kawhi Leonard for seven games. Yeah, no. He's not good enough to guard LeBron for seven games or or Paul George for seven games, right? So I think avoiding those two would help you a lot. The Mavericks don't necessarily, sorry, the Nuggets don't necessarily have that wing guy that you have to stop in order to stop them from getting buckets. Like they have Jamal Murray and Jokic, and that's going to be a whole thing in its own, but. They don't have that issue. They don't have that clear void that the Mavericks have in, in terms of small forwards and like wing depth in general. I'll ask you kind of like a future question, right? I think right now we've talked about overachieving and the Mavericks have done that this season. And, you know, kudos to them for just being an awesome team. Rick Carlisle being an awesome coach. Um, what do you think is is something to look forward to in the offseason in terms of free agency? Because – there is the potential of them going for a guy and, and throwing out money at him, maybe potentially a max slot. I'm not sure if you guys have a full max slot available, but um, it, there's been talk of like a Fred Van Vliet, you know, having, having a, 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 a secondary ball handler next to Luca type of guy. But then there's also the wing depth issue, right? Which, which way would you rather go? Yeah. So I, <laughs> I would rather them probably get an point for this last summer, you know, Patrick Lee was the big guy. I think a lot of Maps fans wanted if they couldn't get, you know, the Al Horford, Kemba Walker, uh, one of the big fish. So having that low usage two-way point guard is probably the top priority because as much as I've, you probably seen, I tweet a lot about getting one in the draft, things like that, how they'd fit next to Luka. They're not going to be immediate impact. You get someone in free agency to do that. So that's probably where I would rather them go. I think this year, given their draft range, probably be getting an NBA ready wing. So I don't think that's as high of a priority. Um, now, however, the Mavs do prefer to do almost everything through the free agency over draft. Yeah. Yeah. So that could go a different direction, but I do think prioritizing a two-way point guard that doesn't, you know, run the offense, I guess, as much as Luca would be the best thing. It, do you think there's a possibility that they try to move up in the draft? I've been, I've been thinking about it. I think 100% they do not make both picks. Uh, they just, yeah. it's the maps. <laughs> I've seen this play too many <laughs> times and uh, either they're going to take someone who's horribly 
overrated uh, at the spot or and then trade one of the other picks away or they'll package, you know, both to a better pick next year or just to move up. Um, so I have no clue. I, I cannot figure it out which way I lean whatsoever. I don't expect them to make both picks. Okay, fair, fair, fair enough. Um, the, the future is bright. There's, there's no doubt in that. When you, got, when you have a guy like Luka Doncic, it just, mm. you, can, you can smell another championship on the way, right? You can, you can taste it. You can almost taste having Luka Magic. It's funny because you're an Orlando Magic fan too, so you got, <laughs> you got the, both, the best yeah. of both worlds right there. Um, what do you think is a, is a reasonable timeline to expect contention? like contending and, and, and to, to kind of add to that, do you think the pairing of Luca and Kristaps is that contending team? So I think they're still one piece away uh, and it doesn't have to be like, they're not needing, you know, another necessarily all-star. They need another, they need another guy who like, I mean, kind of like they don't have a third option, whether it's being someone who can lock up Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, or I mean, I say lock up, but like stay with them for seven yeah. games, uh, whether it's someone who's, you know, like a, the best shooter on, in the league kind of thing. They need someone who's a go-to skill on offense every single night. And right now that's maybe Seth Curry. So I think that holds them back a lot, and I think that comes through the draft. I don't know if that's something you can necessarily find in free agency, um, given, you know, the max money situation, unless next year. But who knows with how the salary cap is going to be. Uh, I'd say probably three – years is when the title window opens like they're at western conference finals by that point i'm happy and because i don't even think that lebron may can this be four years first finals uh i know it was but i can't remember if it was oh i don't know if it would fourth year or fifth he didn't make the fourth year yeah right yeah fourth year was the final which is that is unheard of so at the best i mean most people most stars don't make it on the rookie contract is the point i'm trying to make so like another two years, that's pretty pretty wild. I think I think that's a pretty kind of reach. So after that, I would say the window opens. Yeah, I yeah. I, I think I think that's a good point. I, I I'm I'm kind of oh man, I'm I'm excited as a Mavericks fan, but then you also have like <laughs> uh, you have this like nervousness to you because you're you're kind of curious which direction they go and you don't want to waste the time that you have with Luca, right? You kind of want to prove to him that, you know, it's it's worth staying here. Do you, do you feel like, especially with how crazy free agency is and how crazy players are with player movement and player empowerment, that you feel that nervousness of like, we have to prove it to Luca more than anybody that this is worth, it's worth staying in Dallas. Cause the bucks are kind of in like the same position like as a, as a fan, like the bucks are kind of yeah. the same thing now. Like I'm always like a little nervous, especially before like Budenholzer took over. Like I was so nervous. Like, okay. It's like, if we don't get good at some point, like Giannis is going to leave. Like I feel like you have to feel it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. And especially given because, uh, I don't more decorated background, I guess, than like Giannis had coming into the league. You know, I mean, the Euro League MVP. I mean, nobody's more decorated probably coming into the NBA. Right. Uh, so I mean, he expects to win. Uh, so I think by year, honestly, by the next summer, because supposedly you know the cap space is supposed to almost reset for a lot of teams. Um, I think you're going to see the Mavs get scrutinized in the same way the Bucks have with every single big fish that goes one way or the other uh, coming in or out. So I think that is something that 100% will happen. 
It's going to be uh, going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting. I, if you had to pick one of the, I guess one of the top four or five teams that are your favorable matchup for the, for the Mavericks in the playoffs, is it going to be the jazz? Is that the team that you're looking for? Yeah, I think it's Denver or Utah. I think are the teams that it's just has to be them. <laughs> Anyone yeah. maybe OKC. Cause I mean, I didn't even realize they were so close or Houston. Yeah. I mean, the Mavs killed Houston when they played them. I mean, they, they matched up perfectly, which mm-hmm. I've said this too many times to actually wish for them because <laughs> every time I wish for them, it turns like completely south. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, any, anyone that's not, I feel like the LA teams is perfect for the Mavs. They at least have a chance, I should you, say. You uh, mentioned, I think you said it was the Clippers game where the Mavs kind of uh, messed it up at the end of it, right? Was it the Clippers game or was it the Lakers game? Oh, no. So it was, uh, it was that November, God, I still remember. It was like the day after Halloween. Uh, against the Lakers. It was oh, okay. when Danny Green, Danny hit, Green the hit the shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, it, that's not the uh, that's not the only game the Mavs. Uh... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know I was going to bring this up. You know I was going to bring this up. I had to bring up. Hey, didn't... <laughs> All I know is I'm happy because didn't they even get the second game? I thought it was like an end-of-season game. I feel like they only played <laughs> once this year, and, and I'm hoping to God – that I'm right on this. I chose if they played a second time, I didn't even remember it. Are you talking chose, about Dallas? Da- are you talking about the it, Lakers or the the Raps? No, no, no. The 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 other game. I'm not even gonna say the team. Uh, <laughs> they lost an insane amount of lead by yeah, uh, losing yeah. to a full court press. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh man, back to basics, man. High school. That's what they went back to. Nick so I, so, <laughs> I was at I was at a TCU game that night, and. Uh, and I had the maps. I like keeping the games on, like the NBA games on, on there, just to like peep over and everything. Mm-hmm. And by this, by the time it was like a ten point game, I stopped watching the game in front of me. <laughs> and I had like several other people in the media section just watching that. Nobody was watching it. We like, is this really happening right now? It was oh, horrible, man. God. It was the worst. <laughs> man, I could I could imagine being on the other side of that. My story is I uh, I think it was like a thirty. It was it was pretty much at thirty, and I'm like, all right, screw this. I'm going to the gym. Like, screw that. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> so I go to the gym, and as soon as I get to the gym, it's like a fifteen point lead. I'm like, okay, what the hell's going on? And <laughs> I'm waiting for runs at the gym. Like these guys are playing five on five. I'm like, yo, I got next. All right. And, and like, as I'm watching it, I'm like 10 point lead shit, please like hurry up and finish the game. And, and as I'm playing, cause I had to jump on. They're like, all right, bro, are you going to play? I'm like, yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I gave a guy who was, who was on the bench. I'm like, dude, just tell, start yelling out the score to me. Okay. Just start <laughs> out the score. And I'm running as a playing and it's like two point game. I'm like, all right, dude, I'm out. I can't, I can't, I, I gotta go. And I, <laughs> I finished watching the rest of the game. I couldn't do it. I rewatched it after, but man, it was, it was intense. It was intense. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you know what? That's not even the first time Toronto has come back from like a twenty point lead against Dallas. I there's a game I want to say it was like 2014, 2015. DeMar DeRozan like blew out his uh, adductor or something right. like that. If you remember that, it was against Dallas, and the Mavs were up fifteen or twenty at that point. And this is dude, this is a dark period for the Mavs. It was right before <laughs> the rebuild, uh, where they were like still in, kind of making the playoffs. They were there, but were they really there? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Dude, it was the Mavs' third quarters. It was just the worst. They would be up 10, 15 at halftime, and then they would be losing going into the fourth quarter. It was – Toronto has Dallas's number in every way. 
<laughs> well, you guys destroyed us when we came to Dallas. Like it was, yeah. it was not even a contest. Like it was, it was bad. It was bad. Like this year, I don't yeah. remember the game. Like I said, I don't remember the second meeting. I remember the first. I just, I don't even know if I'm watching the game. I was so mad. <laughs> I'm I remember sure. the Bucks one of Bradshaw. Ah. <laughs> oh, that right. Was, right. Was, they made up for it because that was the Kristoff game that they snapped the Bucks streak. Yeah. Still don't like even on the most optimistic day. I don't think you could have convinced me beforehand that that would have happened. <laughs> like, we got we got like a little uh, we got like a little little rivalry triangle going here. Yeah. <laughs> what a, this is I like that I like that. Oh, that's crazy! <laughs> I forgot about that game. Um, that was a good game. I think I think with blowing leads though, and not to like harp on it, but but that's like an expectation out of a young team though. You know, yeah. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> that's something that's gonna happen. Hopefully. It doesn't happen in the playoffs in the regular season. Hopefully, hopefully not. Um, but you know, thirty point thirty point games are thirty point games, man. I, I don't know what to tell you. Man, I know the first person who I am muting on Twitter if the Mavs are up thirty at any point. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm not surprised if some people already have me muted on Twitter for for, for those days. Oh man. Um, Rich, anything else that you wanted to add in terms of, I guess, playoff expectations or, or breakdown or what we can expect? No, I mean, uh, I don't even – it's hard to figure out what the rotation looks like. Honestly, I guess the one thing I would say, I mean this in the nicest ways. I hate, like, harping on negativity, but, man, I hope Justin Jackson does not see the floor a lot. <laughs> uh, like, he, he's, he's rough. <laughs> is he like – because like, uh, we, have, we have a guy like that on the Raptors, too. His name's Patrick McCall. We just – no, want him to see the no, 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 not quite. Because uh, a lot of fans convinced them that themselves that uh, he was good. Ah, I don't, okay. I don't know if many mm-hmm. people did that with McCall. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, is there some? There's, there's like yeah, a, people have. There's a small portion of fans who are like, no, but McCall, what he brings up defensively is just so good, and okay. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jackson's like, I mean, he's a shooter who can't shoot. That's what it was this year, and it was so frustrating because every single time he would get an open look, I would just shield my eyes. And thankfully, I think I missed two, two made threes. I, mean, I didn't miss much. <laughs> oh, man. All right, man. Richard, thank you very much for joining thank us you. on the Shoot Your Shot pod, man. Hopefully, uh, you know, if, if the Mavs make a run at it, man, we'll have you back on the pod to talk more about it because uh, I, I see them maybe being a, a first-round upset type team. But we'll see Dude, I hope so. <laughs> um, as always, guys, make sure to check out the Shoot Your Shot pod. You can go on Apple Pods and give us a five-star rating if you can. That would be greatly appreciated. Big shout-out to Richard. You can check him out at Mavs Draft. He does a lot of cool stuff about the upcoming NBA draft and just Dallas Mavericks stuff in general. Um, so definitely check him out on that as well. You can check out me at Just S. Barahini on Twitter and Bradshaw at OMG Bradshaw. There you go. Very much. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good one. Take care. Hey, thanks for listening to the Shoot Your Shot podcast. If you yourself want to come onto the podcast and shoot your shot on a hot take, be our guest. We love to have different people come on and talk about different takes that they have with the NBA, and we love to hear what you think. So take care.